Economics Radio is supported by Central Lakes College, Central Minnesota's premier community college. What would you think if I told you that economics is not just something found in the Wall Street Journal or on Fox Business? Economics is behind every choice we make. High school students use economics every day, usually without even knowing it. From AHS Studios, this is Economics, the podcast that explores the hidden side of high school. Zach Antrim here to talk about high school sports and choices. Yes, I know, very interesting. But not only the choices of the high schoolers, but more so the choices of the coaches. Why am I not a running back? I have the strongest head on the team. Why am I not a middle linebacker? For me, I love to talk about sports. Sports have been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. And funny enough, I didn't know a single thing about economics while I'd been playing sports. But I understood the choices of the coaches. So in a way, I did understand economics. If you're one of the kids above, you need to listen to this podcast so then you can understand the economics behind all of your troubles. Now, let's talk about the sport where I understood economics the most. And this... Is football. You see, picking a player's position is all about comparative advantage. Comparative advantage is defined as the ability of an individual or group to carry out a particular economic activity more efficiently than another activity. So basically, if we put you in position A, then we can't put you in position B. So where do you have more value? Yes, I know it says economic activity, but let's talk sports. Football has 22 different positions on the field at all times, 11 on each side. And that doesn't even account for all the special teams. There are a lot of jobs with very different skill set requirements. The way I look at it, coaches have players with different strengths and weaknesses. For instance, let's talk about Jimmy. Jimmy is the fastest kid on the team, but he's also very quick and very shifty. But Bill is a little bit slower and just a little bit less quick. They're both trying out for running back. Seems like a pretty easy choice, right? Well, I may or may not have forgotten that this team also passes the ball, and sometimes even more than they run. And Jimmy also happens to be the best receiver as well. What do you do if you're the coach? Well, You look at how big of a gap there is between Jimmy and the second best wide receiver, and you see where you lose the most production. In this case, Jimmy is way better than the number two wide receiver, and Bill is only just a little bit worse than Jimmy at running back. So the coach will put Bill in as a running back and Jimmy as wide receiver. This is called opportunity cost. Opportunity cost is defined as the loss of potential gain 
from another alternative when one alternative is chosen. How much does it cost us to put Jimmy here rather than to put Jimmy there? In another instance, let's talk about absolute advantage. Absolute advantage is the ability of an individual or group to carry out a particular economic activity more efficiently than another individual or group. Basically, they're clearly the best for the job. But let's switch it up to hockey a little bit, because why not? And just to be clear, this doesn't include the goaltenders. Goalies are a whole different monster, and let's be honest, they're kind of weird. Hey, that's offensive. Haha. <laughs> uh, their job is to get drilled by a frozen rubber puck going anywhere from 1 to 80 miles an hour. And sometimes, it just seems like they've been domed in the head just a couple too many times. Okay, okay. Back to the actual topic. Picture this. You're on a hockey team. You're the best all-around player on the team. You score the most goals, and you're the best at defense. You never get beat. All the other, of all the skaters, you have absolute advantage. You're the best skater without question. And it's up to your coaches to decide what to do with you. Now, going back to before, you may be asking questions if Jimmy was the best at wide receiver and running back, didn't he have absolute advantage? The answer is yes and no. Yes, he had absolute advantage at wide receiver and running back, but no, he didn't at quarterback or lineman. When we talk about absolute and comparative advantage, the main thing you need to think about is what will give our team the best performance. As a coach, you need to understand these concepts to put your team in the best position for success. You need to maximize your efficiencies. This is also how you run a company. You need to fit job slots with your best lineups. You have to ask yourself, where do we lose the least? These are all challenging questions that both business owners and coaches have to make almost daily. This goes back to the kids at the beginning, asking questions like, why am I not here? Or wouldn't I be better here? They don't know how much thought goes into every decision. The players need to ask themselves these questions before whining about where they think they should be. Alright, enough about advantages. Let's talk about how you get those advantages and then slowly start hurting yourself into losing your advantages. And this is called diminishing marginal return, which says that after some optimal level of capacity is reached, adding an additional factor of production will actually result in smaller increases of output. Basically, once you, once you put too much input in, you will eventually be gaining less output than you were before. Okay, back to football we go. Let me tell you a little something about Aiken High School football. We know one thing. Run the ball. Yes, for you sports fans, so much fun. But seriously, I think the most times we threw the ball in a single game through my four-year high school career was five times. And yes, I was a quarterback. So much fun handing the ball off every day. Which brings me to my next point. We ran roughly the same eight plays every game 
every day, every year. They never changed. We started running them in 5th grade. 5th to 12th grade. I believe that's 7 years of the same 8 plays. Pretty fun, huh? Yeah, <laughs> not even a little bit. I do agree, though, that to some extent, it's good to practice these plays over and over because they helped us win games. But my point is that by the time I was a senior, I could literally tell you every player's job on every single play in the book. Do you really think that's beneficial for me to hand the ball off the same eight plays every single day? The answer would be no. You could tell that every day by about the 30th rep, people were getting sloppy and creating bad habits. These bad habits could lead to injury or even cost us games down the road. Rep 30 had almost zero output compared to reps one through five. During reps one through five, you're actually learning stuff like how the other team runs their defense. But eventually, it's just like, come on coach. If we just added a few more plays, people would be way more focused and engaged at practice. At some point, marginal return will lower as you put in input was the story of my football career. It became inefficient for me to run those same plays every day. And as my coach started to notice this, we started to put in a few new plays, but we really never got away from 21 and 22 give, 34 and 43 power, 34 and 43 ISO, and 47 and 48 sweeps. Those plays will forever be ingrained in my brain. As you can see, high schoolers and high school sports activities use economics almost daily. I mostly highlight coaches' decisions today, but I think it's very important for athletes to also understand that one, there's comparative advantage, two, there's absolute advantage, and three, at some point doing the same thing over and over and over again will not give the same amount of output as it did at the beginning. And this is called diminishing marginal return. As I've highlighted today, coaches have a tough job. And if players just understand the economics behind the decisions coaches make, maybe teams would be more well coached and bonded together. And less likely to be like this. Why am I not a running back? I have the strongest head on the team. Why am I not a middle linebacker? I never thought economics would be such a big part of my sports career, but I now realize that coaches' jobs are way harder than I thought. And sometimes it's better to just keep your mouth shut and accept that you are where you are for a reason. This is Zach Enstrom from Economics, signing off.